0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you uh, for tuning in. I got uh, University of Montana, Lady Grizz, Michaela Isaac here today. She took time out of her busy schedule to step up and visit with me, um, share a little insight on her journey of getting where she is. Today and and I'll tell you I'm really happy to have her here uh, to share insight on her journey uh, on and off the floor. Um, we're we're looking at a Division One basketball player, so really happy to have her, Michaela. How you doing?
1: Good, good. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. This is interesting. I've never done like a Zoom interview thing before, so this is <laughs> this is cool. <laughs>
0: hey. You know there's a first time for everything, and for me doing it i'm I'm really privileged actually
1: yeah that's awesome,
0: yeah, so you know just for my viewers they they like to get to know people and see you know kind of a little bit of their background their upbringing and really to see the 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 journey in which you have accomplished um so give me a little bit of feed feed uh, feedback of uh, where did you grow up and where you really descend from, you know, community yeah. wise? Um,
1: so I grew up in Oregon, I grew up in Bend. I lived there on my entire life until I decided to move to Montana to continue pursuing my career in basketball and then lived in Montana for six years. And now I'm out here in Colorado. So,
0: wow. Wow. And Bend, Oregon, now is that right there on that, that coastline where the ocean and mountains all meet?
1: It's actually smack dab in the middle of the state.
0: Oh, ah, okay.
1: Yeah, they call it um, hot, um, shoot, Central Oregon. Yeah, they call it Central Oregon. Central That's right. Oregon. Okay. I haven't been there in a while. But yeah, uh, it's about four hours to the coast. Great cool. place. Pacific City is probably my favorite town in the world. So
0: <laughs> Nice. Now, and I knew that a little bit, you know, your background and, and for the people that are watching, you know, I was fortunate to work with Michaela a little bit while she was in college and at the University of Montana and and I'll tell you working with somebody as skilled as this young lady here uh, it was an actual pleasure working you know trying to train you a little bit there were things I'd throw at you that were kind of pro-level workouts and you handled them Really well, and and so it wasn't.
1: Oh, those workouts uh, were so much fun. I miss those workouts. I like really enjoyed. You know, as a college player, you know, when you do one on one workouts with a coach, it's usually really rough and it's hard and it's exhausting and it takes so much time. But I remember always leaving your practices like feeling so much more accomplished and Mm -hmm. feeling like somebody was just like, you can do anything. You know, as a six foot two Mm -hmm. female, people are like, stay on the block, sit on the block. Yeah. just be on the block. And, you know, you helped me widen my game a lot because you're like, no, we're going to put you on the perimeter. You're going to learn how to drive in and you're going to learn how to shoot threes on the run. And we're going to do this, this, and this. And so I really enjoy those workouts because it pushed me to a, a different level, like a completely new level of my game. So
0: it expanded your game. Well, I really appreciate that. That's encouraging, you know, and and, and that's the thing. Why I do what I do? I, I I see the tools and the gifts that you are given, and 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 I just have that ability to see what I can build on. And clearly, the way you handle the ball and and could move outside the paint, um, it was. I, I knew I was going in the right direction. So. So that that was fun in itself. So you know, you come from Bend, Oregon. You come to Montana. You know. I know your family a little bit but but give me that uh background on your family support siblings on through mom and dad yeah
1: so i have um two sisters mom and dad uh grew up in oregon like i said um, my older sister ashton went to oregon state for college so she moved out of the house and when it became time to start looking at schools when i was getting recruited You know, we kind of came together as a family and made a decision that we were all going to move together because my parents have always taken a very active role in my basketball career and they've never missed a game. They've been at every single one of my games growing up. And so um, when I was getting recruited, they were like, well, we want to come to your home games like, and we don't want it to be like we always have to watch it on TV. And so it was kind of perfect when we started going to all these places and looking at schools because... It was my decision ultimately where I wanted to go, but it was also nice to talk to my family and be like, do you think we would like living here? Do you not think like, what do you, like, it was just nice to have more support when I like wanted to ask questions. It wasn't fully on me as an 18 year old being like, I don't know, like, sure, I'll just go here. And so it was really cool um, With my my parents moved with me and my little sister as well. uh, Her and I have always been super, super close and she actually uh, told me when she was a freshman in high school, she was just like, "I'm ready for a new adventure. I'm ready to go somewhere else and, you know, start a new life." And because we've lived there for so long, and so it was really cool when we moved there. Everybody was like on the same page. So,
0: cool. And and I love hearing that, man. I you know that's, you know, you feel that 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 encouragement and that power to succeed when you have such a tight knit family like you guys. You know, I I watched it yeah. from from the sidelines and. You know your dad, mom, always around and following you on social media with with your sisters and and everybody there. Uh, you guys are a wonderful family, and so that that I know that carried you a long ways. Um, you know, and getting to know your dad a little bit. You know, he he's 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 one of a kind, and I I thoroughly
1: enjoy.
0: <laughs> I, I love that guy, I really do. Every he's now and then, I'll send him a text.
1: Very very passionate man.
0: Oh, man. But you got to love it. And I'll tell you, he took so much pride in his, his daughter. Do- all you girls. All you girls. He's he's so proud yeah. of you guys. But but fill me in on a little bit of dad and his background and his involvement with really you and, and your athletic background. And, and yeah. give me a little bit inside of his <laughs> athletic background.
1: Right. So my dad uh, went and played football at Fresno State, the Bulldogs. Um, and he was also in the ROTC program. At the time as well when he was also doing football so he was <clears throat> very fit always very athletic and you know when I was growing up I mean I remember I think my earliest memory I was three years old my dad had me in boxing gloves and he was like teaching me how to punch and you know when boys were mean to me at McDonald's you know he was just like tell him you know how to punch you know because I was like this little tiny girl but I was always really tall that was <laughs> that was always interesting but uh Yeah, no, I grew up with my dad as my coach, basically, like, every time something was wrong with my game, like, we would sit and watch my games together at home afterwards and be like, okay, you're moving too slow here, you're not rebounding here, you know, you're not moving your feet quick enough, you're getting beat on the baseline, don't get beat on the baseline, like, you know, we need to fix your free throw shot, you're not flicking your wrist hard enough, you know, so it was just really nice, because my dad, he was so active in my career that... I had my own personal coach along with like my actual coaches that I had. So it was nice to get feedback from all different sides. Um, Especially because my dad was always looking out for me. And so as, and as a coach, you know, you look out for the whole team. So you can't always focus necessarily on just one player and like developing their skills, like from start to finish. And whereas my dad, like he was there from day one and he was there till the day I stopped playing. And so it was just really cool to have my dad there with me always. And, you know, when he did move with me to Montana, it was so great. Cause I would come up to the house sometimes I'd be like, let's just go shoot for an hour and let's just, let's work on just short range shots and just get like a hundred shots up. And, you know, let's call mm-hmm. it a day. And my dad was always like, yeah, let's do it. You know? So yeah. it's nice to have like my own personal cheerleader and coach. Absolutely.
0: So. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, it spoke volumes just with, with the, you know, results of your career. I mean, I love that, that right there, that, that right, that support in itself is just medicine for the soul for any kind of athlete coming up. Yeah. especially when you have a a family member that has been through that you know collegiate experience right. you know yeah he,
1: he definitely helped me a lot um you know not every day is a good day in a college right. career which is normal and every time I would call him he'd be like I totally get it I know how you feel he's like right. you know what you just got to suck it up like sometimes it's, yeah you can vent get mad let it go like but you know, ultimately you just, you got to finish. Like you're not a quitter. You committed to this program. Like you're just, you know, stay strong. So uh, it was, it was always nice to have that like in the back of my head knowing that yes, he was always pushing me to like be the best player and the best student that I could be. So.
0: That's great. That's great. And clearly it paid off, you know, ladies and gentlemen, her high school stats are some of the most ridiculous I've seen, but uh, we got two time MVP in the, IMC League, uh, first team All-State in Oregon, 2012. You starter for three years in high school, uh, varsity player all four years in high school, captain as the upperclassman, um, three-time first team All-League, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time academic All-League, uh, All-State. I mean, that's just a high school alone. Um, you know again, I always say this with people that I've interviewed, but th- those kind of things right there, people would die to have maybe three or four of those, one or two of those. And you have this whole list. Was, of Yeah. Ones. It was
1: actually really interesting when you asked me to like come up with my accolades. Cause I had to sit back and think. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I had a lot. Like <laughs> It took me a while to remember them. And I was like, Oh, well, like, and it was fun thinking back to like high school days. Cause I was like, Oh man, that was when basketball, like when you go to college, you play college, they don't tell you that it feels like a job. You, like, you think when you're going in, you're like, it's still going to be fun, which it was. Right. But you know, you do have other priorities that you have to put ahead of other things. In right. high school, it was like, yeah, we're just going to practice after school. We got a game on Friday. You know, you'd walk into yeah. the gym, you smell the popcorn, you see the student section. And so right. it was kind of fun to go down memory lane.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I like doing it, man. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. And sometimes even when you guys send stuff to me, I'm like, damn. This is some serious stats, man. So this is, it's it's awesome. So then you end up, you know, getting done with your four-year career at high school level. Who was all looking at you come senior year? I mean, what were the offers at?
1: Yeah, so um, I was offered in every single school in the Big Sky uh, League. Every school was trying to recruit me. Um, Let's see. I did have some interest from uh, the Ducks, from Oregon and Oregon State. I never fully got offered from them, but they told me that they were like watching me and watching me play. Um, Ultimately though, I didn't wanna stay in Oregon. I didn't wanna live in the rain. (laughs) I'm not a rain person. Uh, Let's see. I got offered from Cal Poly. Um, Let's see. Princeton. Princeton was a big one. That was nice. that was really awesome when I, I remember when that offer came in and we really seriously thought about it. And then we all decided like we didn't want to live on the East Coast because we'd be really far away from our extended family. So then it was like, well, didn't go to Princeton, which could have been really cool because Obama's niece was on the team and her and I played against each other in high school and then we would have been able to play together in college. So that I always thought about um, that. That would have been fun. Yeah. Um, every Pacific Northwest D2, D3 NAIA sure. school um, was yeah. trying to recruit me as well. And I got a lot of offers from them, but mostly from Big Sky. Those were the big schools. And so and I remember so, we went like, on a trip. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, and so you start to narrow it down. And so what was, what was it about you of them that just sold you?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually really don't love talking on the phone. Like, I'm just, it's not my favorite thing. Um, I'm always doing something. And so it's easier for me to text or it's easier for me to email. And so I remember when like all the rules were put in place like you can only call players after this certain date at this certain time you cannot talk to them at this time and like you know I had no idea what the recruiting process was like and it just kind of all got thrown on me because all these college coaches were starting to try and contact me and the one thing I really loved every time I talked to UM is it was short it was sweet it was maybe a two-minute conversation just wanted to check in see how you're doing they wanted to let me know that they were still actively like wanting me to come and that they were offering me a full ride and, and I was like great and then that was it and whereas other coaches they wanted to talk for an hour or two and I would just sit there just so bored <laughs> like wow and I just it just wasn't my favorite thing and so yeah. I, I was really good like um tasted my mouth from UM because I was like okay like they're just they're to the point I like it so I already went in like already liking them but it was kind of funny when they first offered me I was like, I'm not going to live in Montana. Like there's more cows than people. Like I remember saying that to my mom and my mom was like, well, that's probably true. (laughs) She's like, but don't count them out. Like Montana's beautiful. Like they've got, it's a great state. And I was like, all right, well, so then I never closed the door on them. I actually never closed the door on anybody fully, but when I did finally commit to UM and my mom made me call all of the coaches to let them know that was, that was not a fun day.
0: (laughs) You know, and that's just part of the process though. And and I think that was just a stepping stone in you becoming a young adult and you know, your, your mom holding you accountable to that and saying thanks, but no thanks. You know, I guarantee you those coaches were like, man, that girl's got a lot of respect and we lost We lost a good one simply because of the phone calls. You know, those things to me, when when you got young kids and athletes and stuff calling me up or whatever and just letting me know where they stand with either trainings or coaching or whatever, that goes so far, man. That shows me that they're they're a unique individual and that the, the character speaks. Yeah, of. it
1: definitely helped me like grow into, you know, this young adult that I am now because yeah. as I was a captain for my college team as well, it just right. kind of helped me step up into that leader role because, you know, my parents always did make me like, I was always held accountable for my actions always.
0: And that's, that's the thing, you know, my company name is Actions Speak Louder. So, and yeah. uh, I, love, I love that. I mean, it, that's why I did that. I named it that simply because we have so many people that talk the talk the walk, but they don't, they don't walk the top if that makes sense. So, so yeah, they can't do both at the same time. Yeah, man. So going into the U of M experience, I'm going to go through your stats here. So you were the Julie Deming Montana defensive player of the year, uh, captain of your team as an upperclassman played against Notre Dame in 2015 in the first round of the March madness tournament, uh, You hit a three-pointer against them. I love that there. That's great. You were the only player to do so. Um, That's my
1: favorite thing to tell people about March Madness. I'm like, I played against Jewel Lloyd, and I scored a three-pointer on her, like, with two minutes left in the game. Like, I was 19. I was like, it was... Probably the most proud moment I've had, like I've ever had. And that was on
0: national TV, like ESPN. Yeah. Isn't that on a big, yeah, big stage. Yeah, it was
1: on ESPN because they had, they were the number one ranked seed in that bracket. I remember. We that. were the seed, so it was, it was so fun to play against like my idols. Like, if only it had been one year earlier, I could have played against Skylar Diggins, and that <sighs> would have just my heart would have exploded. I think I would have just given her the lane and been like, "Show me your handles." Like, I don't even care. <laughs> That's great, yeah, I, I probably would have tried to square her up as best I could. defense yeah. was always my favorite <laughs>
0: yeah, you could play d there's no doubt and and then to finish up on that, you know you were first team all league in in the holiday classic, you were started the last three out of your five years, you're a red shirt freshman, and then you're a two time academic all league which is phenomenal, which is phenomenal so so again, to go back to these big games and stuff like that, you know it's funny you know old ball players and you know you're freshly out of college career but you'll start telling stories trust me as you get older you'll start telling stories about some of these people that you played against you know and, and it's like you know when people know that I played Stromile Swift he played 10 years in the NBA I played him in in high school at a national tournament everybody thought Ryan Wetzel was the man coming out and I could jump out the gym which was true but when I bumped into a guy by the name of Stromile Swift, I mean, I learned really quick. I had a lot of work to do, you know. Especially when I get put on the block with a six foot yeah. ten kid that has a forty five inch vertical leap, you're like, oh my god, That's you know. Crazy. <laughs> you know these these Skyler Diggins and all them. I know. And, and and fill me in. Was it that big of a, a difference in skill set when you guys played Notre Dame? Were they bigger, stronger, faster? I mean, both Division One programs. Yeah. What was the difference?
1: Right. You know, and I remember it like thinking that because, you know, we all play at the Division One level, but there are definite levels within Division One. Like, um, I remember when we played them, we only lost by 30. And I remember thinking like, as a number one ranked team, like UConn was back then, you know, when they, they were killing the 16 seeds by 90 points, 100 points, like they were just you know, it was basically like a scrimmage for them. It was practice. Um, I noticed that they were just so in sync. Like every single player knew what their role was and every single player knew how to handle the ball. And so that I think made a huge difference for them because then it didn't matter who got the rebound. They were always trying to do a fast break and they were trying to get numbers. And so whoever got the ball, other people would just start running and then whoever had it would just bring it up and you know if something didn't work out they would set up and they'd have their point guard run a play but yeah. that was one thing i really noticed was that everybody had ball handling skills and everybody knew how to play on the block everybody yeah. knew how to post somebody up even yeah. if they were posting up their own you know 5 foot player on my team like it was just it was kind of insane to see how like developed yeah. they were as players because it wasn't like you're a post player, you're only going to learn the post position. It was, you're a post player, but you better learn how to shoot the three and you better learn how to run on the perimeter or you're not going to play. So oh, that was oh. the biggest difference.
0: Yeah. And you guys were trying your best. And, you know, I love hearing that. I mean, that's yeah. the thing that I noticed with, with just being around the game of basketball. I'll walk in, whether it be high school level, whether it be college level of any level, you will always see those certain teams. They might all be on the roster, the same size, same, same, whatever. But when you start to see yeah. the ball move, you notice right away. And, and, and that's exactly what you're touching on right away. It's like, Oh, you know, this is a team team. Like the yeah. chemistry is off the charts.
1: Right. Well, like, I mean, as a, when you're a post player and you're used to guarding post players and then you have your player go out to the perimeter and they start squaring you up one-on-one and they're about to take you and you're not really used to defending on the perimeter. Yeah. It's, you know, you, you're kind of in shock for a moment. Cause you're like, wait, I'm not, this is not my game. I'm not used to this.
0: No, man. That's great. But Hey, you guys held your own, man. And I loved, yeah. I love the fact, you know, me, I'm, I'm always cheering for the Montana schools Montana teams. I mean, I don't care what level it's, but i remember you girls were going against notre dame and and i remember looking at that roster and i remember you know just right away i'm like well they got their work cut out for them oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, great That's great
1: yeah. i mean the nerves definitely set in too you know because it's right. i mean it's not every year you know that a team gets to go and play in march madness like that's something that you earn and that you've like worked right. all season for and so I remember when we were there, um, a lot of our upperclassmen who were starters were like kind of freaking out because they were like, we never played on this big of a stage <sighs> in front of this many people. Well, no, we did always get good fans. We did play in front of good fans. But, uh, you know, like playing against their coaches and just seeing how those coaches interacted with those players, that was just right. – it was just a very surreal experience. I love it,
0: man. I love it. And right when you hit that three, I bet you felt like you – you won every time. I wanted,
1: to, I wanted to shoot more. I was like, <laughs> I had one shot. I made the one three and I was like, I got the hot hand. I probably didn't. <laughs> I just, I wanted to keep going, but then the game ended. So
0: I love it. I love it. Give, give Michaela the ball, man. You just start pouring them in that. That's what you do though. You got to give the hot hand the ball, even though it's one shot. Yeah, that's great. So, okay. So you finish up at U of M and you graduated with a degree in psychology um, and you were also okay. And then you ended up going into dental school. So that kind of goes into my next question. You wrap up your athletic career, mm-hmm. you're done with it. You look back, give yourself a pat on the back, you know, thankful of what you've you know, accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then your career choice, why, why dental school? Why dentistry?
1: Yeah um, so I've actually wanted to be a dentist since I was 15. Um, I just I always saw like we had family friends growing up and it was just always amazing to hear the stories of oh yeah this person came in and hated their smile and hated this or wanted something different and like they would help them for free because they could and they had this ability and I've always been a pretty artsy person. I I like doing makeup and I like, you know, facial features and I always look at people's teeth. And so I've always been very fascinated with teeth and, you know, why do they work this way? How do braces work? Why would you put veneers on? Like that kind of thing. And so I've always been really interested in dentistry. And then I remember um, right after college, I got hired as a medical assistant for an oral surgeon. So I kind of got a taste of what it was like. And it just reaffirmed that this was the field that I wanted to be in because I loved helping people. And I also loved learning about it. I loved learning about like the surgeries and the medications that people can and cannot have because they're on this certain medication or they have this certain systemic disease or, you know, something's going on. And so um, dentistry has just always been something that I've always kind of looked at. I like, I don't actually think I've ever really deviated from my plan. I mean, I remember there was one moment in college when, because I got my degree in psychology, but I was also pre-dental where I was taking all of my pre-required courses for dental school while I was also getting my degree in psych. And I really liked my psychology degree. Um, So for a hot minute there, I also thought about becoming like a clinical licensed therapist Mm -hmm. and doing something on that nature. But then I was like, well, you can still do that and you can talk to your patients and you can help them get a beautiful smile, so. That's
0: it, that's it. And I really applaud you for that. You know, I got a sister-in-law, she's a, dental hygienist or she's in the dental field too and she's been in for years and you know I watched her kind of start out in this whole school process and to see what she's doing now she's she you know she's made for it you guys there's it takes a certain person to do these type of things and
1: absolutely you
0: know a lot of dedication and you know that and and academics what did you finish your four-year degree in uh great point wise
1: so, actually, it's kind of funny and interesting. So, I actually ended up with a 3.2, not very high. Um, my last two years of college, I did get a 4.0 both years. Um, I had a bad semester where I actually failed three courses. Um, it was my sophomore year, so my red shirt freshman year. I failed three courses, and because at that point I was um, a pre dental major doing um, human bio minors. And then when I failed those courses, my advisor said, you need to choose between psychology, art degree, and um, communications. And I was like, okay, well, psychology is the closest one to science. And um, I realized quickly that I could still retake those classes under my belt and try and get better grades, which I ended up getting A's in all those classes, just for peace of mind. Um, But yeah, that was a really rough year. I remember uh when my advisor called me and she was just like you're ineligible to play. And mm. I remember that was the year that I was trying to start like cuz that was going to be my redshirt sophomore year, so I was going to I was coming in like guns blazing, like I got one year under my belt playing, so now I can really try. And she was like you're going to have to sit out the whole first semester of basketball. You're not going to be able to play till January. And I just remember sitting there like having all these thoughts go in my head. And I remember calling my dad, actually, my dad was like, it's hard. I get it. It's okay. And like, and it's, I think because of his love and support that I didn't completely freak out and just quit and think yeah. like I couldn't play basketball and achieve my right. dream of going to dental school at the same time. Right. Um, and so that was a very defining moment in my life when I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm cut out for dental school. I don't, I, don't, I at the time I really believed that I wasn't smart enough because yeah. The classes that I failed were classes that you needed to get into dental school and so it was a, a very defining point in my life but you know with like you said like I had that full family support and so that that really helped a lot so that's good yeah didn't end up with the highest GPA but kids you can still get into dental school if you you know play your cards right <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it and that's a thing you didn't you didn't stop you didn't you persevered so many kids right. I can see hanging it up and get you know finding an excuse of not doing right. it and and you to just own up to it and to admit here on my my little podcast that you know you went through that academic issue I was a collegiate athlete I've been there I didn't take you know my first couple of years serious but you know ultimately ended up finishing with a couple of degrees and, and very thankful for that so I get it I've been there um well Thank you for sharing that, actually. That's wonderful. Um, So we're now in our first year completed of dental school. Uh, You are now kind of getting a taste of the adult life a little bit, freedom of being away from the game, Mm -hmm. uh, college game, just the whole atmosphere of athletics, being a player. Do you have any desires of getting back involved somewhere at a coaching level?
1: Yeah, actually, so when uh, my boyfriend and I moved here to Colorado, he is a teacher for uh, middle school for seventh grade science, and they needed a girls coach for their team in middle school, and I uh, was asked to apply. Uh, Ultimately, it didn't work out because my schedule with school was just, it was so busy and so chaotic that I just, I couldn't swing both, Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, my boyfriend and I, we have conversations all the time, like, oh well, yeah, our future kids, like, hopefully they play basketball, because mom's gonna be out there with them every day, correcting their shot, and, you know, move your feet this way, and learn how to do this, you know, and so, uh, yeah, I would love to coach one day, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I would love to go back to Oregon, and, you know, coach varsity at my old high school, like, that, that would be my dream, just to coach the players, like, where I grew up, like, I remember having my name up on the board and, you know, I got inducted into the hall of fame at my high school. And so it would just be oh, cool. Was really cool. So
0: congratulations yeah. on that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was the first basketball player ever.
0: Wow. Congrats. Yeah. Woo. I love hearing that stuff. And again, you know, I think it'll be even more rewarding for those kids, you know, to step back into that role of, of, leadership but on a different level. You're not playing anymore, but you have this knowledge and this experience that, you know, coming from me, you have something to give back, that gift of giving. You know, you appreciated my training drills. Well, guess what? You got them from my dad who was a U of M standout back in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. And you know, my older siblings and, and all the other coaches and Hall of Fame players and everybody that did it to me. And it's like I put this this training package together through the history of all the experiences that I've had. And now I get to give them to you guys. And, and so yeah. that's, that's the beauty of your, your journey.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: I, and trust me, those little, those little kids, man, you know, boy and girl, but you know, those young ladies, I know, you know, see Michaela Isaac hall of fame athlete coming through the doors, played at the division one program. You're going to be a legend to them. Trust me. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world too. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, i always loved those lady Grizz camps those those kids were always so fun to play uh, yeah. with oh and there there were so many of them too like even at that age i remember because i didn't start actually playing basketball until i think i was in yeah i was in seventh grade That's when i actually started playing and i like see these kids come in who are like nine and ten who i swear can dribble better than i can and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like 21 years old i'm playing d1 and these kids can dribble <laughs> around me like okay, I need to get the balls out. I need to do some two ball handling drills, <laughs> do some of the, you know, and so yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it was just so great to see how developed those kids are when they come to yeah. those camps and just how much better those they kids. are even when they leave, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. These oh, kids, so you know, kids, kids are starting to get more and more skilled. It's, it's ridiculous and, yeah, and the game fun. Is
1: definitely evolving.
0: Yeah. Well, lastly, you know, I guess just really wrapping up our conversation today you know, I want to hear a little bit more on your high school coaches, your experiences with your leadership on that level, not necessarily family, but who were some of the people on that coaching level that really directed you through all this?
1: Right. I um, so I had a couple of coaches in high school that were just – they were just great. Um, you know, my high school coach, Coach Irvin, and a Coach Stevens. Stevens was a retired – a uh, teacher, I believe. I can't remember exactly what he did, but he was just like the grandpa of the team, and he just he really took me under his wing because when I played in high school, I could get pretty hot headed when I would play, and I'd get upset. Like if somebody like hit me, you know, I if I was gonna foul him, I was gonna foul him hard, and you know, he kind of <laughs> took me in to aside and was just like you need to calm down it's okay just let it go like don't let it affect the rest of the game like I get that you're upset but the way that you beat them is by scoring on them not by hurting them <laughs> which I never actually did hurt anybody like bad ever is maybe just got elbow checked or got hit into the wall a couple of times but nothing <laughs> nothing serious uh but yeah my coach Irvin he was the head coach he uh he just really believed in me uh I didn't come out of the game unless I needed a break. Uh, He just, he was like, if you can play the whole game, you're going to play the whole game. If you take a shot, take the shot with confidence, you know? And so when I was in high school, I kind of got the green light to play however I wanted. And um, that kind of helped me develop when I was starting to play with teams where I was going to tournaments to get recruited. And, you know, my college coaches, I think, noticed that when I was playing in these tournaments, they were like, okay, like, she has confidence and she is going to do kind of whatever she wants to do. Yeah. So yeah, my high school coaches really helped me. And then along with my dad, cause my dad was always yeah. there. I mean, my dad would come and film practices sometimes so that we could watch practices later and, you know, critique what I was doing, even in practice, you know, and right. Right. Uh, you can, you can ask a lot of my old teammates, even in college, like when we ran a drill in practice, I always gave 110%. Like it didn't matter if I was gassed, like I was going, to try my hardest every single time. Like even if we were doing like a stupid shooting drill where we were, I was playing like a little defense in the post, I would still try and take charges. Like I would still Love try it. to like better myself every right. single drill. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was my high school coaches really, really helped me a lot. And then when I got to college, you know, it's a little different cause you know, you're starting to figure out that, you know, you're a very small fish in this big pond and you're not, the only good player you have you're surrounded by amazing players on your entire team and so you know figuring out navigating through your first couple of years just kind of as to what player you are is really important and having like open communication with your coaches is really important and we definitely had that um when Mm -hmm. Rob was coaching like he just he was so easy to talk to because he never took anything like personal and he never thought like you know, you were attacking him and he just, he was really, really easy to talk to. I mean, even the assistant coaches, when I first started kind of figuring it out, I was very honest with like with Shannon, with Sonia, with um, Trish. I was just like, I'm frustrated because of X, Y, or Z. And they'd be like, okay, well, let's talk about it. And, you know, and sit down and let's, you know, you need to develop this and this. Like, if you want to play more minutes, you need to do this. And so I think a lot of people don't realize when they're getting recruited is that The relationship you have with your coach is so extremely important because if you guys clash for whatever reason it can ruin your entire career and it can it can make the game unfun for you and so I was really blessed that you know I had coaches that really really cared when I first started
0: absolutely absolutely, great insight there and I you know being a former player I agree with you you know and and there'd be times in the coaching since, since you're thinking of going into coaching you know there's times now that you're the coach it's interesting your communication and how vital it is when you're trying to get something across to a player sometimes it doesn't work out the way you're you're trying to make it work out uh, the kid will take it wrong or whatever and and it's right. like no I'm not trying to right, so that's exactly. that's another part of that component where you know you you can give me a call anytime say hey coach wetzel i'm'm I'm, I'm coaching this varsity team over here on the Oregon, and I'm struggling with these players because I've had a wide variety. I'm gonna
1: try to recruit you over and be like, "Come coach with me! Come coach with me!"
0: <laughs> that'd uh, be fun. Um, that'd be fun. But you know, it's funny. Like, like I say to a lot of people, I'm a I'm a laid back guy when need be. But you know, I'm just like you. That competitive nature in me. You know, it's like, okay, I can't play anymore but I want to coach like I'm playing. And so I bring the team in and I got either middle school girls looking at me like, wow, he's pretty intense right now. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, you just, you just, it comes, it just turns on. And it's, and then after the game you're hugging and high-fiving and saying, Hey, we almost got it. You know,
1: I remember I was coaching a lady Grizz camp and my team got all the way to the championship and I was just like running up and down. (laughs) <laughs> the bench the whole time jumping and screaming and like cheering and just like I couldn't stop and like the other uh, I don't remember who I was coaching against one of my teammates and I remember she was just sitting down like not really saying anything and I was just like I don't know how you could not be freaking out right now like yeah I know it's like camp championship but i mean it was so fun because like the girls like my team ended up winning and then we got like t-shirts and mm. it was just it was such a fun experience and so nice. yeah i love coaching because i definitely have that like energy where i'm like okay like yeah. let's do this and uh it's interesting i remember um one of the players she was upset because her teammates weren't passing her the ball right. and she came up to me and she was like really mad and she was like well you need to tell them and i was like well here's the thing if you want your teammates to throw you the ball you have to run harder You're walking. Work hard. I mean, if I have a teammate on the team who's walking, I'm not going to throw them the ball either. I was like, and it's not, I was like, and I'm not trying to say this to be mean. I'm saying it because you're just not working hard. And your teammates can see it. If I can see it, your teammates definitely see it on the floor. So just, and then the next game, I swear she was just like running up and down and she scored, I swear, 20 points. And I just remember feeling like, if you can just talk to somebody about yeah, what's yeah. wrong, and you can just get to them on a level where you're not, where they don't feel like you're, they're personally being attacked. Right. You know, it's just it makes such a big difference. Absolutely,
0: communication and coaching for sure. Absolutely. So, well, we're we're wrapping up here, Michaela, and one of the last things I would like for you to do for me, for all the viewers out there, these these young ladies that are inspiring athletes, inspiring whoever's not even necessarily athletics. What's something that you could give them uh, as a tool, maybe some words of wisdom to, to encourage them to stick to it? I got a lot of young ladies that are going on to play collegiately now. What, what are some things that you can just say to motivate them that really you've learned through your journey that could help them?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, expect the unexpected, for sure. Um, go into your plan believing that it's going to go the way you think but go into to your plan also being able to adapt and be able to change it because you know life is not easy you know there's always going to be something there's always going to be an obstacle in your way and so if you can go in and yes like i have this clear goal in mind like i want to do this or i want to be this kind of player or like say you want to be a dentist or something and you have this goal even if something blocks that road find another way around it um like i remember telling my dad like even if i don't get accepted to dental school i'll go become a hygienist first and then i'll reapply so that i can end yeah. up going to dental school like for me it was never an option it was always this is what's going to happen and i think because my dad and my family helped me figure out like it's not always going to be how you think it's going to be yeah. uh, that helped me a lot so yeah. that's definitely something i think not a lot of people are taught when they're growing up like right. they're taught like you want something you go after it and then they're not taught well yeah this sucks and this you know hurts you now and kind of puts Mm -hmm. you back a little bit but that doesn't mean you can't keep progressing and moving forward so right
0: right I love it that's what I want to hear man just always being prepared don't always give up if things don't work out so that's exactly it I'm really really happy to hear that And you are an inspiration to so many, Michaela, and, you know, being a trainer, I take a lot of credit, maybe a little too much, but I'm really happy to, you know, be a little bit of that influence in you. No,
1: I loved it. You helped me so much with my free throws. Man, free throws are so mental. And I just remember you standing under the baseline, just like... Good job. Good job. Like every time I would make it. And so then it was finally like every time I would shoot it, I would tell myself good job. And then it was like my stats all of a sudden started going up for my free throws. Cause that's great. I wasn't like afraid that I was going to miss in front of so many people anymore. <laughs>
0: no, I love it, man. Uh, you're, you're a wonderful individual and your parents should be really proud of you, you. really and your siblings um, and keep up the good work and thank you for your time today and, and sharing with us a little bit more on, on who you are.
1: Yeah. Well, and if anybody ever wants to ask me any questions, like I'm always, I'm always down to talk and always my, I'm an open book. So if you ever want to know anything, just give me a
0: call. Awesome. Awesome. I'll get that information out there. Thank you for taking your time today, Michaela, and best of luck to you. And keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Bye.